Hello, everybody, and welcome to 15 Minutes, a podcast about fame, episode 45. I'm still Jamie Berger. My guest today is Bobby Tisdale. Bobby was formerly a writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Along with Eugene Merman and Holly Schlesinger, he created the long-running, legendary weekly stand-up variety show, Invite Them Up. And currently, he plays Zeke on Bob's Burgers. A couple notes about today's show that uh, I'm laughing because the first of which is uh, that at one point we talk about my dear friends Josh and Paul's wedding, which I had attended the day before we spoke. And at one point during that conversation, I referred to Josh and Paul as the bride and groom. There was no bride. And while I know Josh and Paul will get a chuckle out of my little gaff. Perhaps someone else might be offended. I meant to say groom and groom, or perhaps grooms. The other note is that right here at the beginning, here's a little of uh, how the, 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 the podcast magic works. When Bobby and I first got on the phone, we talked a little while about the death of Dick Gregory. But we didn't really say much, so I edited that out, and I was asking him if he had heard that just before I called him, I had heard that one of his heroes, Jerry Lewis, had just died. But the best I could do with the edit leaves it so that it kind of sounds like, I think it does, you'll hear it, that I kind of sneak up on him and say, you know who died? Jerry Lewis! But in fact, there was a whole conversation in between you know who died, and then he said Dick Gregory, and then we talked about what we knew about Dick Gregory, and then at one point I said, that's not who he meant, and he said, oh, who did you mean? And then I said, Jerry Lewis, but I said, Jerry Lewis, but it doesn't sound like that here. So there you go, there's a little bit of the inner workings. Bobby Tisdale and I talked on the phone in mid-August. Hello, Bobby Tisdale. Hi, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm fine. I, of course, I ended up dialing the cell uh, the first time. Uh, have you been on social media today? No, I have not. Why? Because someone that you admired died, and I'm going to want to warn you that before I tell you that. Jerry Lewis. No. Oh, Jerry Lewis died. Oh, I didn't know Jerry died. Yeah, it was just popped up on Twitter about two hours ago for me. Um, oh, that's sad. Yeah, I heard you actually talking to uh, my hometown uh, WAMC, Sarah LaDuke, and you mentioned Jerry Lewis as a formative influence. He was. He he did. I mean, back you know, um, back in the day. Yeah, he was the he he was the funniest. He was just insanely silly and funny and great. I was He's probably the only person I was really, really inspired um, by growing up. That's sad. How old, how old was he? 91, I believe. Oh, he had a great life. He's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that bombed, you know, but it's, um, 
It's not like he was still touring or anything like that. No, no. And it, that's funny. That's it, it, My dad's 88, but it took until he was about 78 for me to be like, okay, if my, when my dad dies, it's no longer a tragedy. It's just your life ended. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I my parents are 70, uh, will be 77. No, they are 77. And I'm the same way. It's like, all right, you know, they go now. They had an amazing life. That's a good long life. Just because I'm always terrified. I'm always terrified of that, you know, that day or that call. But, um, but that's morbid already. We're starting off really nicely. We're st- this nicely. is this is some funny, funny stuff. <laughs> it's so it's it it's uh, it's funny though. But I was just thinking how how unfunny everybody is lately since Trump has been in. It's not, I mean, people are funny, you know, everybody's funny, but everybody's just so kind of depressed and, and on Twitter, like every, every, this, nobody's really funny anymore. It's just like, all right, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's horrible. And it's just depressing. Yeah. And if they're funny, it's dark. Oh, it's super dark, super dark, super sarcastic. And very very dark wait so you're from you're from where are you from i am from albany proper i took the uh, oh my god my listeners will kill me if i say this but i'm going to say it again i've taken the normal albany to new york city to san francisco to turner's falls massachusetts route in life (laughs) uh so i'm in western mass now you're outside the city and then further outside the city now right i am and i'm i'm in uh, mount tremper the furthest out of the city up in the catskills right yeah, it's weird because I'm from Albany and I've never heard of Mount Tremper. Well, it's a little little hamlet. I love that word. A little hamlet <laughs> outside of Shandaken, the township township of Shandaken, which is which neighbors Woodstock. So we're we're 15 miles from Woodstock. Oh, okay. That 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 helps. Maybe even less than that. Maybe even less than no. We're yeah. We're about we're about like a nice little 20 minute drive to Woodstock. That's about right. Yeah. So we're we're um it's beautiful we're we've got about five acres of land in the mountains and um um we're here for a couple of weeks and it's great it's very it's very you know it's therapeutic i feel like i'm not as depressed up here nice <laughs> yeah this it, what it, were you gonna what were you gonna ask me it was something very important no no uh it was so is this where you are when you can be in the summer and the other places where you live in westchester yeah because you know. the car kids yeah, my our kids are doing a little preschool, and we and my parents, my parents-in-law are in Westchester, and it, it made more sense to be closer to my in-laws uh, for many reasons. But it's just nice to have the help and the the camaraderie, family is just nice. But I come up, my wife Emily lets me um, lets me. Um, I come up once a week by myself and right upstate, which is very That's nice. great. That's a dream I've never so I, realized. It's yeah. awesome. No, it's it's amazing. And you're and you're but you love where you are. Do you have any are you in the city? Are you do you have a little land? What's your situation? It's very strange. I never thought I'd live in a country in the country and I never have before. I'm in the downtown of a tiny what, what you have is hamlets, we have villages in a village called Turner's Falls in the town of Montague. Uh, and it's kind of in this kind of Western Mass that's not the parts you know. It's not 
the five colleges and it's not the Berkshires. It's kind of up close to Vermont. And I moved here, yeah, a de- 12 years now. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and, and my wife and I will go down to the city for a few days, and then pretty much I'm ready to come back. Or we'll go east to visit people. We aren't really Boston people, but mm-hmm. we've had friends who've moved, like Eugene and Katie have moved there, so we have have more people to visit. So it. Uh, yeah, so you're pretty you know. close to those guys. Yes, my wife and Katie are best friends from childhood. And they look kind oh. of alike. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, okay. That's how you might remember her, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And right. everybody, we right. were all at the wedding. That was fun. Yes, we were all at the wedding. And when we were first going out, and the bar I co-owned was about to open, we made the horrible mistake of going to your really fun bingo night and thinking it would be a great idea for us to do it. And we've never stopped since. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, I really, I'm so glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm doing it so much. I used to, it was so fun and I want to get, I want to get back into it. Do you have a local, I, I was thinking about this in terms of, cause I do this, we do this once a month in the, in our little village. Yeah. Do you have a local bar in either of your, we do, we, we, we do. I wouldn't do it. In, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, Rye. Oh, just beautiful, beautiful people in Rye, but they're not exactly. Um, I gotta. How do I say this? They're they're not exactly the type of people I I would normally hang out with. But we've luckily found some good friends, you know, with the school. But I don't think I'd ever do it there. I don't think they'll get. I don't think they'll get my my style. But somewhere like Kingston, that for sure. Uh, no, no. Kingston, this, Kingston is like is honestly new. Is Brooklyn? Everybody's moving up here. It's very, very cool, very um, progressive, and I think that I think I would do it up here, but I don't think I would do it in Rye. I mean, I can still do it at Black Rabbit in Greenpoint, but um, so wait, you're doing it once a month? Once a month for about eight years, nine years. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come by. That would be amazing. If you're ever, you know, driving up 91 or heading to the Cape and driving up through here, that would be hilarious and fun. You could guest call a few rounds. Absolutely. I mean, I was waiting for you to ask me. What's your, what's your go-to, what's your go-to, I mean, you probably have a few good ones, but what, what's your go-to joke that works every time? Well, we've trained. We have, we have a core group who comes and we've trained them. Oh. Um, yeah. So this is uh, whenever we, th- well, we haven't tried to train them. They've gotten trained, right? Uh, like, so not really go to bad puns uh, like B nine, not malignant. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, but whenever we say B eleven, the crowd shouts back at us, B E eleven. What? Like it's a cheer. It's beautiful. It warms our hearts every single time. Yeah, that was that was the B eleven. I get the I get them to chant B eleven too. It's a great chanting. Oh, you're kidding! No, I swear. I thought like you took that from me. I'm like, are you serious? No, when I do B eleven, B eleven, B E eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. It started That's- with. It totally started with our really eccentric and wonderful friend Janelle. I don't think we got it. Yeah, I don't think we did it. I think she did it. Janelle stopped. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's like one of those things when you when you hear a joke and you're like, "That's my that's my bit." But it's like, the funny thing is not even a bit. 
it's weird what are bits anymore because um, I would I would call. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say it. But I, I don't want to say it. But anyway, so what other? So B11. What? Um, trying to think of the other ones that are good. Um, do you have a song when they win? A chant like I do? No, we insist that that even if they're shy, they have to scream. And at the beginning of the night, we do sing the first verse of "There Was a Farmer Had a Dog." Oh, that's sweet. On, on, that's, ma- on mass, yeah. Uh, that's really sweet. I think you need to involve. That's why I like to, you know, I do, you know, sing our little song, and you just have to get people to come up. They have to. The the worst is when they're sh- they're they're so shy. First of all, then they're too shy. They don't yell out bingo loud enough, and they're too shy to come up and show you your uh, their winning card. And if you can't get up. Then I'm not going to give you what kind of oh, prizes. What kind of prizes do you prizes, have? Prizes, prizes. We we are our bingo is free. Good. So it's 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 all either. We used to get dollar store prizes, but then we decided we didn't want to just contribute to the landfill every week with more crap. So we I have dollar that. scratchers, and then it's a white elephant. People bring in stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Or yeah, or you can get a hot pretzel from the rendezvous, uh, and at the end of the night. The grant, the champion of the night gets a ten dollars gift card. Now oh, that's nice. That's yeah. sweet. So I assume we're we're going to get swarmed after this amazing promo. Yeah, this is a great. Um, pro- <laughs> how many people show up to your bingo night on average? I would say twenty is 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 a is above or below twenty by ten. Right. Boy, this 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 is you got me juiced up for this. I want to do it again. That no, I'm just saying that I think being, like bingo is something that I think would would everybody needs to do now with with this depression and this chunk going on with Trump. I think bingo is a great release and a good outlet, and and it's even sometimes better than a than just a comedy show because sometimes you just don't want to talk. You know, sometimes you just want to don't want to talk about Trump and and you don't want even people to you know vent about what's going on. But if you play bingo, there's, it's not comedy. It's just high stakes energy. Yeah. yeah just- there are times when I've let it slip in. Even in our, in our town, you don't know that everyone in the room mm-hmm. is anti-Trump. But yeah. it's going to be all but one or two. And I think it's important to let them know, though. No, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do. But sometimes, you know, I, my problem is I just can't. I can't not think about it. I mean, to a point where I really am having a hard time just sleeping at night. It's just, you know, it's that depressing. I feel like this is where you want to segue into anyway, right? Eventually. <sighs> yeah. I mean, because he, we have a, someone whose main success in life is being a celebrity, and that's a large part of why he got there. Yeah. And that's scary. I just think he's going down. I think, he's, I think it's going to happen soon. And I keep saying that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm praying for it, but I just think not down, down as in like um, assassination. I just think he's going to be out of the, that role, that horrible role. I just feel like it's going to happen soon. I mean, don't you think it's just going to implode? It's, it's, it just has to. Yeah, but we've been thinking that for so long. <laughs> it's like since a year and a half ago when it was like this. This campaign has to end soon. I, I don't. I feel like he'd have to be indicted to quit. Like it would have to be some Russia, uh, you know, thing. I don't think any of this is going to make him. 
He loves any attention. I know. Negative, positive. But he, but he also knows he's going to get so much attention even afterward. I mean, he's just he's going to cash in on it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll just get fed up. Knock wood. I'm knocking wood like crazy. I'm knocking some good country wood right now. Yeah. Good man. Um, so we, I'm going to change this. Let's, let's go to something else. Well, he'll come up inevitably. So you, you go up to the country to write. All I know that you're doing these days is Zeke. Uh, what are you writing for? Well, I'm not really, I'm just, I'm trying to write, um, some show ideas. You know, everybody's got a, not, I mean, you know, literally I feel like everybody's doing a podcast in which it's good. And I'm not, I mean, it's great. It's a great outlet, but I'm just trying to figure out a way that I can be upstate and do a show. So I'm trying to create a very, you know, low budget, Bobby upstate, have a guest come stay with me for a weekend type of show. And so I'm trying to figure that out. I just want to do something up here. I, I truly love it here so much. And everybody that comes to visit really really loves it. I mean, it's just really good energy and it's fun. Then you and you can be, you can be silly in a way that it's like, I want like a country silly show where we're really in the woods. Audio or on camera? I think I want to be on camera, but it could be, you know, it could be, um, maybe the, I mean, you know, I have a really nice front porch and I feel like I want to maybe have a, a front porch segment of the show that could ter- be turned into a podcast. So you can actually, you know, listen to it. But I want it to be a, a tele- I want it to be like a video television style. Right. So it's something very simply simple between two ferns level of yeah. tech. Yeah, very very low. I mean, but right now like my neighbor's uh, really talented. He's a he's a uh, commercial director. He's got all the gear and, and so you know, you just have you need one person that, that has the gear that gets me and then forget about it. Then you got some magic. So that I'm kind of working on that. I'm trying to work on finding some magic up here. So when I do come up here um, once a week um, to write, maybe I can come up once a week to shoot something. So that's what I'm trying to do. And yes, of course, I'm doing Zeke, which is wonderful, the best thing in the world. Um, but, you know, when I want to... That's animated, and it's fun. It's super fun. It's the... And, but that's my voice, but you know, uh, the, us performers and comedians, they want to be, you know, seen sometimes. Not yeah, just that, that's always a, yeah, that's a question I ask to the few people who've done animated stuff who I've talked to Eugene and, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Katz a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, who was great. He, he managed to slip in just the most wonderful, horrible jokes <laughs> the whole time. Oh my God. Uh, uh, and then he kept apologizing for it, for not being serious enough. It was great. Uh, but the point is that, that everyone I've talked to who is a performer who's ended up being a, a voice actor. Is, yeah. I ask, would you rather just be invisible if you could just do that for your living for the rest of your life? Or do you, or do you miss or do you want to be more on stage? And when I saw you when we did both did uh, Chanel's, uh We Don't Even Know Festival, Mm-hmm. I, I it made me want to talk to you a lot because you, I I don't know I don't know if I'd ever seen you do stand up before. Really, maybe once a long long time ago because I wasn't in New York when Anya saw you once without you my, me my wife, and I wasn't in New York when you were doing um, 
uh, Rafifi. Um, uh huh. And I was wondering if are you still doing much stand up and that kind of attention? How much do you miss or or crave it? Um, as opposed to being, I'm Zeke, and that's great. Um, no, I love it. I love I love to perform, and what I love more now is I I don't really I don't really give a shit how well I do. And I think that's what makes it. And I mean, I mean, I do, I do care. Trust me, if I bombed, I would be just like tossing and turning for like all night for three weeks. Just like, why did I, why did I talk about um, wooden dildos or whatever it would be that I lost the crowd. And, but I don't really care. Like I used to care. So it is fun, but it's fun now. Cause I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't do it nearly as much as I want to do, but when I do do it, I just, I kind of like let loose. Um, you, you did that night. It was so much fun because you absolutely didn't seem to care. And you were like, you kept joking that your time, you didn't really like, oh, is my time up? No, can't be. Oh, yeah. No, no, I remember that because um, that door in the back was so squeaky and it was so annoying. Do you remember the door coming into the yeah. show? So I didn't want to use my time to give them a little heads up of how to easily fix that situation so it's not bugging everybody but you don't want to use your your time on you know it's like it's like talking about the exit signs before it's like here are your exit signs you don't want to you don't want that to be part of your you know your time but that was my point right my point. like a like a like a congressperson right right you, you right know, that shouldn't yeah that shouldn't be part of your time no 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 but I guess it was because I don't know you as someone who tours or who makes specials, but you seem so happy to be on stage. Oh, I, I do love it. And which is a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah. That was a fun night. And I love, you know, I love Shanali and I'll do anything for Shanali and those guys, but, um, and my buddy Craig Baldo, I can, I like to bring, I like to bring him up and he's one of my oldest friends in the city. So it's nice to reconnect and do those shows. But yeah, I do miss it. I do, I do miss that. But that's why I feel like now, if I can somehow have like a high energy show that I do up here, that's um, that's not 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 a comedy show, but I don't know, that can have all my friends and just be super silly like that, and maybe even tell stories, like tell like fun stories, and like how great would it be if I just we're in the middle of the woods and you're just telling some really funny stories. And then you just keep walking through the woods and then you do some other little, I don't know, bit, you know, just make it very woodsy, just different. Yeah. And it's a great, like if it were, I'm, you're talking about the, the, the filming part, but also doing a live show yeah. where it's just like, you bring friends up and it's, I've always, I, I came from, you know, literature and performance art and tried to do stand-up for a year and I was awful, but I've always been pretty good as an MC because I'm not telling jokes and what if a story comes, it comes. I'm just trying to get to the next performer. Right. And yeah, that yeah, yeah. kind of, uh, that's my favorite way to be on a stage. My only way that I succeed on a stage. Well, MC, I do like to host. I mean, that's definitely, that's uh, that's um, that's what I did forever too. So I, I and you kind of connect, you have a little bit of time to connect with people and then and also set the tone. I like to do it and set the tone. Make sure people just don't don't heckle. I can talk forever about like sweetly saying, "Just please don't heckle." Like everybody's, we're just all good people here. We just want to make you laugh. 
Please don't be drunk and weird. I like to do that, and I like to be in the service of something bigger than me being the thing on stage. Like, I'm just trying to get you to the next thing. Uh, yeah. Because when, be, when it becomes about me, I stop. I freeze. I, that's Are you hosting my... shows? Uh, every now and then we'll do a benefit, uh, or we'll do a, uh, a, a benefit that's a cover night. Like, we did a Leonard Cohen uh, area bands cover night, and I, I, I emceed kind of mm-hmm. dressed as Leonard and sang one. Um, but no, I, I, not, not in a few years. I'd like to do more. Yeah. So the answer to, to, is that, yes, you'd like to be back in the, in the public view. You like, you were talking actually with Sarah LaDuke about rooting for friends, but being jealous of them. And I know you have some friends who've had more of my topic. We've been talking about whatever, not really about fame and that's fine. Uh huh. But you, you have friends who, you know. Yeah. Are super famous. Are, are super famous. And I guess my thoughts about jealousy versus support and any stories of anyone handling it in an interesting way. Like when they reach that people stopping you on the street kind of fame that I don't think I could ever bear. Like like my friends that are handling it in a weird way? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone who's like got a creative... I mean, I've watched a few friends deal with it and they usually do pretty well. Um, but uh, And whether you'd want it. Um, they, yeah, without naming names, they're people who are, people are creative. I think, I think every, I think it gets annoying when, when you just want to have like connect with your friends and you just don't want people to come up and, and tell you how great they are, which is great. I mean, <laughs> um, oh, I see when you're with a friend who's, yeah, yeah. we just want to have our time just to hang out. So. I think they kind of usually like, um, you know what, how about, you know, they want to, well, it's just the phone. The phone thing is just horrible. Everybody's just trying to like sneak uh, pictures and videos and that's annoying. Um, But when they ask, you know, sometimes they'll come up and ask to take a picture and usually, you know, my very, very famous friend will just like, "How how about like just a good handshake and have a great day. So he'll shake their hand and then they leave and it's kind of nice and it's, like, okay, he's a nice guy, but he really doesn't want his picture taken. He really just wants to hang out with his friend. And then I'm like, and I'm like, hey, wait, wait, I'm Zeke on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll do Jamie Jr. Then I'll do my voice. And they're like, oh, yeah, you are super famous, too. That's a great. And then I want all the attention. Well, that's funny because you don't look like Zeke. No, I don't look but like Zeke at there's all. Only, there, there's only one character on Bob's Burgers who looks a lot like himself, and that's Eugene. I know. He's the only one. Um, funny, I'm looking at a little Bob's Burgers poster I have in my office now, and I'm just looking who looks like, no. Yeah, um, John Benjamin, no, for sure. Um, Tina with mint? I don't know, maybe. I feel like you can maybe <laughs> get damn mints out of that. Uh, I mean, just... Who else? No, I'm looking at Zeke. Absolutely not. I look nothing like him. When, yeah, maybe if I gained some weight, yes. I look yeah. I look more like uh, Jimmy Jr. than anybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, which is interesting. Um, no, it's such a good show. I love that we came back to Boss Burgers because how great are those people? How great is Lauren? How great are the writers? How great is just that show? Um, but to go full circle, I'm very, very satisfied with 
that. And I, I don't have to be um, in the limelight and knowing if I can do this and I'm knocking on wood, hopefully this show goes on for a long, long time. So I can just say and tell my kids, you know, what's great. It's like my kids are three and a half and two. They have, you know, it's, it'll be on every once in a while and they'll hear my voice and it sounds familiar and they don't really know what's going on. But what's going to be great is my children growing up with Bob's Burgers and, and it'll, it'll, one day it'll just hit them. It's like, oh yeah, this is a great show. It's, it's a great family show. And my da- daddy's on it. Yeah. Yeah. That will be great. And in the tradition of family shows, uh-huh. you know, Simpsons family guy, what it has that's better, I think for like your kids growing up and for just everybody is that it, it has more of a warmth Yeah. at the end of episodes. Everybody likes each other, <laughs> you know, yeah. or loves each other in the end. Yeah. It's just a sweet, and it always comes back to a sweet message and a real true, I mean, completely opposite of the family guy. I don't don't think that's any kind of, I mean, that's, I don't ever, I don't watch it. I know some of the writers, but good, funny people, but that's a completely different show vibe and everything. And that, yeah, boss burgers, it's just a, it's a sweet, they're sweet topics and, and you root for everybody. Like Zeke could very well, you know, he could be, he could have easily been that, that, little asshole kid, but he's not, he's not even an asshole. He just, there are parallels to uh, what is his name? That kid like, or, or the Simpsons. Bad yeah. Kid. Like Nelson. Yeah. Yes. Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been more like a Nelson. Well, I'm not saying Nelson's a total asshole, but he, he kind of was, but I like that. They made Zeke just a, you know, charismatic, just fun, loving jokester. But I'm also glad they did it because, you know, he's a Southern, you know, I'm glad he's, he's a Southern kid and I didn't want him to come off and I'm glad they didn't want him to come off as just like a, like a bully. Cause that would, that would, that would suck. It seems like for a second there, you, you actually were, you were concerned about hurting the feelings of a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is. But I'm always, I'm only, I'm always only thinking about the writers and the creators of shows because, ah. God forbid, you know, and I'm being serious about this, like, okay, let's say I do do my show and it's like, real, to me, it's the best thing in the world. And then we shoot it upstate. And then, then I have somebody on the podcast saying, you know, that Bobby, she's doing his little outdoor show and it's, it kind of sucks. I wish he would change the, this, that, and that. I mean, it would just, it would just be so hurtful to me to hear that. So I try always not to, um, shit on anybody that's in this business. Even if I totally think they're horrible, I would never, I would never um, burn that bridge. Not even burn a bridge. I just, I think karmically, it's just, you know what? We're all just trying our best. To me, we're all just trying our best. And I salute you for by, trying to be creative and, and actually making something. And if I don't, if I think it's terrible, I will never say it. I'll just say, good for you for trying. Cause Unless like, we're, yeah. Unless we're talking about not, uh, you know, uh, uh, unless we're talking about real evil, like the president. Exactly. Yeah. Why hurt feelings? Yeah. Yeah. Of an, of an artist. I mean, we're just precious little creatures anyway, and we, we don't need it. And I don't know. And also, I just don't know. There's not that many, like, 
um, complete assholes in this bit in this business. I mean, there are there are a few, but even those those people, I would never say anything bad about. Even a you know Nelson. Even Nelson, yeah, yeah. Because who knows where he where he is now, and he might hear it. Yeah, he could hear it. The voice of Nelson could hear it. <laughs> The voice of Nelson could hear it and be like, I didn't want him to be mean. He, and he's not all bad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, there was something in there. Uh, I forget I edit these so I can I can pause and think about what we were just talking about. I love that. I'm glad you edited it. Oh, oh, in the 40, you'll be 45th, 45 episodes. I've only had one person who people, when I tell them I'm doing this, they think I want them to gossip. And that's the opposite. In fact, I've, I've censored one person who... Uh, is who was really psyched to to get some chips off his shoulders, right? Uh, and he's like, recorded on. We 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 were drinking and it for and recorded for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I I I, I yeah. And I, and he just he's a he's a he's a regional, wonderful. Hi Monty, if you're hearing this, you never listen to my show. Um, he's a wonderful, uh, charitable, uh, super hardworking morning. Um, jock here who does a lot of talking and great interviews but he also has his share of chips on his shoulder because he's been snubbed by stars yeah you know and and so he got rolling and then even the next day when we were sober he was like use it all but i didn't i cut all the names all the people out even though it would have been gold oh wow so you he's like on the record forget this i want to be on the record that a b and c totally screwed me yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, and I'm like, he can fuck himself on some other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, yeah. So, that's why I'm going to stay in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. No, I like it. I like, I like where you're going with this. I'm really enjoying doing this. I've never had a radio show, and it's it's a great great learning experience. And it's it's just great to, you know, I, I, I started this because of my own life. I tend to have gotten good enough at things almost enough to be acclaimed or successful or hinting on whatever and then i've left uh, yeah very writing or whatever you know maybe i've left way before it but i think i was getting close when mm-hmm. i flatter myself and i'm trying to figure out why yeah we're just trying to find ourselves and you 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 you, you have the itch to do this and and you you have a um you have a voice and you want to um you want to get it out there i don't blame you and you have a good voice. You have a oh, thanks. You do have a good voice. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. No I problem. I'm a I'm a Libra. I'm I'm expected to. Oh, me uh, too. Get, you when's your birthday? October seventeenth. Oh, I'm the first. Uh well, you know, it's funny. I I will write you because we are going to go visit some friends uh, around Kingston around my birthday, uh, and I'll see if you're around. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, and it's the most beautiful time of year um, in October. You should go to the Oktoberfest on um, Hunter Mountain. It's really fun. Cool. And my wife's German, so she'd like that. Yeah, that's great, because you go up the um, the uh, ski slope. I mean, the what, what you call it, the ski lift, and the leaves are perfect. Yeah, it's so much fun. Right, anyway, what, what were you going to You are just about to ask me something. Oh, I was just going to say that I'm glad my voice, it is okay today, and sometimes it's not, because last night I went to the most uh, wonderful, especially in these last couple of weeks and all this Nazi crap, I went to the most amazing, big, 
family gay wedding. Oh, okay. And it got really late, and we all got really messy. Uh, but it was just such an amazing thing to be to be there. And these are both men in their uh, sorry guys, if you're younger than that, in their fifties. Yeah. Uh, who you know waited a long time till it was just the right moment, and you know it was while the Boston stuff was going on tomorrow. I mean yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we were all dreading that there'd be some horrible thing during during the wedding, and and it all went really peacefully. Um, but just to be in this community of people who, like, I've had it so easy. These people have really struggled with being oppressed their whole lives, and now they they they, they get to be not. And mm-hmm. there was this passing on of of our friends passed on um, act up. Like little memorabilia, uh, that's too superficial a word, but little right. you know tokens onto these two uh, gay men in their younger thirties, and this idea of one of the younger men said, it got very choked up and said that like when I was in high school and he he's in yeah about around thirty, there were no older gay men, and so to actually feel like we have it, so it just felt really amazing to be welcomed into this family where why yeah. why should we even be, you know. Yeah, I know that it is. We have um, our good friends up here married and they're, you know, they're younger. They're 30, 30s, 31, 32. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they got married. God, maybe they got married before New York was legal. Maybe it was Massachusetts. Maybe it was near near you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's been legal there first. Wasn't it? Where was it? That was right. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and they, it's just so cool to be, um, to, to hang out with them as in a, as a married couple. And it's just so normal. It's so great. That's another thing that just makes me just livid is, um, they're just like homophobic people in general. Just make me, it makes me, um, hate. (laughs) No, you know what I'm saying? I've been trying not to hate. I've, I've been really reflecting lately, and I didn't grow up hateful. And, you know, I was very lucky that my we had um, our family friends were a lesbian couple in North Carolina, which is very rare. Um, and it was it was so great that that was what I was raised to to know and love and appreciate, and it was very normal. So I'm very lucky. So the people that do hate and are bigots and are um, what I'm trying to, to realize is I don't think they chose that at first. I think they were just taught, you know, they were obviously taught and grew up around that kind of hate and homophobic homophobia. And so I'm trying to have a little bit of compassion from where they're, where, how they were raised, but I still, it it comes so close to hatred to these people. I mean, that um, it's just, it sucks. Hatred breeds hatred. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's weird because I go to in a lot of a lot of a lot of these people go. They're everywhere. North Carolina. Oh my god, it's horrible. But even in Kingston, and they're pocket full of these people everywhere. Obviously, but then I see people in a pickup truck with a giant. Um, American flag waving in the back, and I just get and my eyes start to turn red. Like, like, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, I always want 
I always want to pull up next to those people and say, you must be so upset if you're a patriot. Yeah. The way yeah. this country is right now. Yeah, you should. Be. Yeah, you're 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 waving that flag because you're so angry at how. Um, and then the, the you know, the Do you guys talk about coal rolling? You know what that is? No. Where they it's a new thing. It's, it's not that new, but over the last couple of years, it's it's called coal rolling, where they make their cars blow black smoke out they just hit the gas oh yes and you've heard of it but people do that here and and it's their way of protesting just the 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 left and the hippies that drive the priuses but i do think and i fantasize about following them just discreetly just following them and then where they live and then honestly coming back in a month like so long and just literally slashing their tires. And, but then I think about it. I love to think about it. I get really excited to think about that kind of way to get back at them because they're so stupid. And they're just like, screw the environment, screw you. Um, I'm making a point by, I don't know. I just get, I get work. I've been getting worked up and I think everybody's worked up, which, which sucks. And, and it goes back to my first point that nobody's funny anymore. Because it's really hard to be funny now. People are just mad. A few uh, weeks ago, I was I was kind of like after holding back for months, I just went off on a big Facebook post about yeah, I'm going to compare him to Hitler, 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 and you have to stand up. And I was just telling everyone like we've all gotten so exhausted with our with arguing, but I feel like all the people who we vaguely know who have voted for Donald Trump and still aren't or still in that 33%. Oh. They have to at least know that we how we feel. And and that's hard and it's awkward. And I went to like the gym and I made a point of saying something out loud. Nobody everybody was silent. I didn't get in a fight, but I could have to be like to let people know. And mm-hmm. then I wrote to my New York and San Francisco friends. I put a little addendum like you might not get what I'm talking about because in your world you might not be around anyone, yeah, who you think is a Trump voter, and 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 kind of I feel like people in cities should have to get out and look around mm-hmm. because 50 million people, whatever million, 30, you know, it, it's not just some freaks. No, no, it's not. Uh, people were duped, though. I mean, I had so many relatives that voted for him, and they're great people. They're just wonderful people, and it's just. But here's the way to change it is we can't, we as in, well, the people that didn't vote for him and are just can't stand him, you, we, can't, we can't say, I told you so anymore. It should be an open invitation to say, listen, you were duped. I told, and I, I absolutely understand why people voted for him. I, I do understand what the um, allure was. Uh, and I get it. And there are some, you know, very educated people that, really wanted, you know, they were duped. Sorry, but but now I'm like, except that it wasn't their fault. You were duped. Like everybody was duped. And you you can you can feel free to sh- to shit on them and tell everybody how you feel and you want your vote back and I'm I I'm sorry this ever happened, you know, ever happened. And then you'd be accepted and then hugged and embraced and we we get it. But that I feel like I don't I don't like certain comedians that are just like this is what you get. I told you, you know, and just like really angry at the people that voted for him. It's like that's I don't think that's the that's not the answer. You just gotta 
like you said, it's like not everybody. It's only thirty four percent. That's the reason I wa- I wish that people in who are the those hated cosmopolitan urban people who are my friends would have to come spend a week here or where or you know where you are now or in Kingston to see both sides because mm-hmm. you don't see it in the cities. There was a great I last night. It's funny at the end of this wonderful day of love i i went back to the the bride and groom's house with some people and some people were in the living room watching john oliver which i was like oh this isn't how i want to end this day but it was and it was uh he did a whole episode takedown of alex jones well wow. and it was what was great about it compared to other comedians and compared to other like angry people is that he was clearly trying to speak only about how much of a con man Alex Jones is without ever dismissing. He was trying to speak to the the few thousand people who are going to get on there because because John Oliver's taking down their guy. Right. And he was trying to actually say to them, look, exactly what you were just saying. He, you know, Donald Trump, Alex Jones, yes, I can see it, but here's 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 what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very subtly, like not, preaching to the converted he he really it felt like he wanted he and his writers i guess wanted to reach actual mm-hmm. trump voters instead of just uh screaming at them well let's let's turn it around to something more to, to, let's 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 start to wind down with something a little cheery and i want you to bring me back okay you know, i'm i'm about 10 years older than you and my parents i think and my parents were kind of Right. Seven, yeah, I grew up in the 70s, 80s, anti-Jerry Lewis intellectuals. So I've never really indulged. So I'm I'm going to watch The King of Comedy because I've always wanted to see it. Never have. Yeah. Tonight. But is there any old Jerry Lewis you would send someone to or just highlights? Well, I think, uh, you know, just when he was with Dean Martin, uh, like all of those, he was just Jerry Lewis as a silly nutcase that was, um, and he was, he was just very physically funny. He just, uh, you know, you could go back and look at it now and, and you might cringe, but I, I just, I ha I don't cringe when I watch it again, just cause he's, so, he's so committed to being outrageously silly, slapstick, silly and goofy that it was just so refreshing. I just, I just love it. So any, all of his old movies with Dean Martin are to me are great. All right. Um, so before the big, the big split up. Yeah, before the big split up, and mm-hmm. but his, you know, he said some pretty crappy things, obviously about women mainly, but um, yeah, as a person, I don't know. It's 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 hard though when people that you really like and then you their true colors come out and they're like oh. Kind of blows that he was really, really believed in X, Y, and Z that I kind of want to throw up thinking about. But I was inspired by him as a as a young man. I really was as as a as when he was a young man. Is I he he really made me very excited to get into comedy. Plus you you were about to about to to spin us back around to things like James Woods on Twitter. <laughs> Who's a horrible Trump? I tell me terribly sad. He, James Woods. He's he's a, yeah. he's a Trump fanatic, and and he's a he's a troll, and he's he's a prick. <laughs> yeah, 
Hi, James. Yeah. Woods. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's so he just, makes, you know, I, so he's, he makes you mad. He makes you feel oh, furious. Yeah. 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 And I, I have from time to time seen him in person cause I play some poker and I'll go, uh, once or twice a year at Foxwoods and he's a very big player there. And before I knew, before I knew what his politics were, I was at a table with him once, and now I, I have these fantasies like your tire slashing of, of thinking yeah. it's just the right thing to say if I'm ever back at a... Uh. Right. But what would you say? What <laughs> yeah. would you say if you... Right. What would you say if you could? I mean, you can, but what would you say to his face? The only things that could work would be things I don't believe in. Like, you know, you're old and pathetic and impotent and trying to hold on to some grasp last grasp you know last gasp of authority it's it just yeah. mean shit that that might push his buttons mm-hmm. but that's that's no better than him no so you're like yeah i'm I'm looking at a new picture like yeah gosh so sad. Yeah, if you ever see him on twitter uh yeah he's been there's there are also some celebrities who are a salve that make that feel better like don Cheadle will go back at him and i'm really brilliant funny ways sometimes so that's another those are my two twitter one to avoid and one to follow well we failed to really turn the conversation around to happy joyful things well i think in the end i think in the end we i think we wanted to and we we let it be known that the world must go back to a happier place and it's very necessary so we talked about it Mm -hmm. we did one other uh, somewhat pleasing and inspirational post Charlottesville uh, thing was uh, I don't know if you saw your old boss Jimmy Fallon's monologue. I did see that. That was I mean because I was pretty pissed at him back a year ago. Oh, totally. No, I was I was very, very, very happy. And you know he's got honestly it was the best thing he's he's ever done. And being dead serious, like the best thing he's ever done on that show was that, um, because it was the most, you know, heartfelt, real moment. I mean, he's he's like, he's a very real guy, obviously, and and he really likes to have fun, and it comes off. But this was, I th- and it's also with the the roots there. He's, you know, they needed to, uh, he needed to say that, which is, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very, yeah. very glad well, he did. I mean, I clicked on it thinking I wasn't going to believe him or be just like, oh, fine. But it was, it was a really – anyway, I'll put a link in, listeners, at the end of this on the, on the show notes. Here's just a sweet little moment that we're sitting here talking about this, and then my beautiful little daughter came up and gave me a Moravian sugar cookie just to brighten my day. That's great. And she knew I was doing a podcast, and it was going to be very serious. And she goes, you know what? Yes. You, you need a sugar cookie to brighten your day. She came in my office, handed it to me, whispered, <laughs> and then, and now I got a nice little sweet nugget. So that's what we need to do is we need to raise our, our kids and our family to be the cool, badass people in the world. So there is hope. We just got to do it. We got to do our part. And you, this, this podcast, you're doing your part, Jamie. Thanks. I'm trying. Well, I hope you get that show together, and I'll, I'll gladly come up and hold a boom mic some weekend. Um, please do it. And then let me know also when you're going to be up in the um, the Woodstock-Kingston area, for sure, because um, we'll hang out. Happy editing, and I'll talk to you soon.
Thanks. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. To learn more about Bobby Tisdale, go to bobbytisdale.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-T-I-S-D-A-L-E.com. To learn more about this show, go to 15minutesjamieberger.com. That's 1-5-M-I-N-U-T-E-S-J-A-M-I-E-B-E-R-G-E-R.com, where you will find, among other things, uh, links uh, in this week's episode page to the Jimmy Fallon monologue, post-Charlottesville, and to the John Oliver, Alex Jones, takedown episode. As ever, please rate and review us wherever you do your podcast thing. Ed Patnode is the engineer. Our music is by Christian Kandari. This is 15 Minutes. I'm Jamie Berger.